0: 1 Samuel, chapter 4. The word of Samuel came to all Israel. Now Israel went out against the Philistines to battle, and they encamped beside Ebenezer, and the Philistines encamped at Aphek. The Philistines put themselves in array against Israel. When they joined the battle, Israel was defeated by the Philistines, who killed about 4,000 of the men in the field. When the people had come into the camp, the elders of Israel said, Why has Yahweh defeated us today before the Philistines? Let's get the Ark of Yahweh's covenant out of Shiloh and bring it to us, that it may come among us and save us out of the hands of our enemies. So the people sent to Shiloh and they brought from there the Ark of the Covenant of Yahweh of armies, who sits above the cherubim, and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phineas, were there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. When the ark of Yahweh's covenant came into the camp, all Israel shouted with a great shout so that the earth resounded. When the Philistines heard the noise of the shout, they said, What does the noise of this great shout in the camp of the Hebrews mean? They understood that Yahweh's ark had come into the camp. The Philistines were very afraid, for they said, God has come into the camp. They said, Woe to us! For there has not been such a thing before. Woe to us! Who shall deliver us out of the hand of these mighty gods? These are the gods that struck the Egyptians with all kinds of plagues in the wilderness. Be strong and behave like men, O you Philistines, that you not be servants of the Hebrews, as they have been to you. Strengthen yourselves like men and fight. The Philistines fought and Israel was defeated. And each man fled to his tent. There was a very great slaughter, for thirty thousand footmen of Israel fell. God's ark was taken, and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were slain. A man of Benjamin ran out of the army and came to Shiloh the same day, with his clothes torn and with dirt on his head. When he came, behold, Eli was sitting on his seat by the road watching, for his heart trembled for God's ark. When the man came into the city and told about it, all the city cried out. When Eli heard the noise of the crying, he said, What does the noise of this tumult mean? The man hurried and came and told Eli. Now Eli was 98 years old. His eyes were set so that he couldn't see. The man said to Eli, I am he who came out of the army, and I fled today out of the army. He said, How did the matter go, my son? He who brought the news answered, Israel has fled before the Philistines, and there has been a great slaughter among the people. Your two sons also, Hophni and Phidias, are dead, and God's ark has been captured. When he made mention of God's ark, Eli fell off from his seat backwards by the side of the gate, and his neck broke, and he died. For he was an old man and heavy, he had judged Israel 40 years. His daughter-in-law, Phineas's wife, was with child, near to giving birth. When she heard the news that God's ark was taken and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she bowed herself and gave birth, for her pains came on her. About the time of her death, the woman who stood by her said to her, Don't be afraid, for you have given birth to a son. But she didn't answer, neither did she regard it. She named the child Ichabod saying the glory has departed from Israel because God's ark was taken and because of her father-in-law and her husband. She said the glory has departed from Israel for God's ark has been taken. So in the last chapter we talked about how the boy Samuel and he was about 12 or 13 at the time. Josephus tells us that he's around about that period of time when a young man or a young lady becomes responsible for themselves spiritually. He, um, he heard this word from the Lord in the middle of the night and it was a terrible word. And Eli made him share it. And he said, the word was that the Lord said he was going to make the ears of everyone tingle. Something was going to happen that was so shocking. Everyone was just so surprised. And in this chapter, we find out what it is the Ark of the Covenants captured. And as well as that, the other prophecies about Eli's house, you know, Eli's wicked sons, all of that came to pass as well. Eli's wicked sons were destroyed, Eli himself died. It says he was very heavy. So in other words, he's fat. Uh, Eli's wicked sons, you know, they used to go into the tabernacle and um, take the pieces of meat that they weren't supposed to have. Well, or they weren't supposed to have them the way they took them. They were supposed to be boiled, but they would take them out and roast them. They were doing things that God had said not to do. And I guess because of their privileged position, possibly that was one of the reasons why Eli was fat. Anyway, he falls off his chair and breaks his neck. The news of the Ark of the Covenant being captured, so terrible, and um, as well as that, um, the wife of one of the boys, Hophni or Phineas, dies giving birth and she names the boy Ichabod, which means no glory. Because at that time, the Ark of the Covenant was captured, the glory of God was taken away, so the glory had departed. So what a terrible name for a kid, no glory. And um, so all of this is, is, is a really, really low moment in Israel. And all of this happens, and Samuel the prophet is just like a teenager when this is all happening. And so we've, we go back to his prophecy where the Lord said, I am going to make the ears of everyone tingle. Now, that phrase appears in the book of Jeremiah again later when God's talking about how Jerusalem is going to be destroyed. What, what God's talking about there in Jeremiah is, 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 yes, it's definitely that Jerusalem is destroyed, but even more specifically that the temple will be destroyed and the Ark of the Covenant will be taken away forever. So we've got these two parallel phrases where the Lord says, I'm gonna make the ears of everyone tingle and in both times, the Ark of the Covenant, the first time it's taken away temporarily and brought back but the second time it's taken away and gone and it's gone to this day. But what we don't realize is that is that Shiloh was destroyed. So you know when Jeremiah said this about the Ark of the Covenant the second time, The temple was destroyed, Jerusalem was destroyed, the Babylonians came, they took everything away. The temple would get rebuilt later, but there would be no Ark of the Covenant. What we don't realize is that during this battle at Ebenezer, what we don't realize is that Shiloh was destroyed. It's not mentioned here, but it is mentioned in Psalms. And uh, I'll read it to you in, I think, when we get to chapter 6, I'm going to read it to you then. In Psalm 78, it talks about the destruction of Shiloh. But basically the Philistines, they weren't just happy to defeat Israel on the battlefield, which wasn't, quite, wasn't right near Shiloh at Ebenezer. They go to Shiloh and they destroy the tabernacle. And um, so it's a really, really sad moment. So from this time on, Israel doesn't have a place that they can go and offer sacrifices for a while. They don't have a set place until Solomon builds the temple. And you'll you'll recount later on that people are offering sacrifices at the high places. Well, that's because they were making up their own way of sacrificing to God because there wasn't a place to go. And God kind of overlooked that for a while because he knew the intentions of their heart was towards him. So this chapter is a low point in Israel. You've got essentially the same thing happened three times throughout the Bible. The first time is they come into the land, they don't follow the Lord properly, and there's spiritual decay, and they go down, 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 and then Shiloh is destroyed, the Ark of the Covenant is taken away, and there's this period of seven months where the Ark of the Covenant isn't even there. Notice it's the seven, seven months. There's a number there. And then the Ark of the Covenant comes back, but it's like nearly 50 years before the tabernacle, before the temple is built with Solomon. But then, under the kings, the nation of Israel has got spiritual decay. It goes down, 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 down. The Lord sends the Babylonians. The temple is destroyed and the Ark of the Covenant is gone forever. And so there's like a second cycle of it, but at a higher level. And then the third cycle is, is basically where Phariseeism and Sadduceeism and all these other things get in and they change Judaism. So even though they're now worshiping the Lord, you know, up to this point, they'd been worshiping the Baals and all the other gods, but now they've they've sorted out the fact they've got to worship God. But spiritual decay gets in, and it's it's it, it's not what God intended. It's all selfish. They're the chosen people. It's only about them. They're not following God's mission to care for the other nations. It's it's very self focused. It's very proud. And so once again, spiritual decay gets in. It goes down, 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 down. The Lord sends the Romans. The temple is destroyed and Jerusalem is destroyed and this time, Judaism is destroyed. So each time, it gets worse and worse and worse and in that third round, that's where all the curses of Deuteronomy 28 are fulfilled in in the, the greater meaning of them all. Complete destruction. And some people would say, well, we've still got Judaism in the world today. No, no, what we've got in the world today is a thing that we call Judaism but it's not that Judaism. That Judaism was completely different. That Judaism had a temple and it had sacrifices and it had priests and it had all these daily rituals. The ju- thing in the world today that's called Judaism doesn't have any of that. It's, it's a different religion. It's a religion of the book. It's more like Christianity except not believing in Jesus. It's a bit more like that. And so we call that Judaism, but it's actually not the Judaism of the Bible. And so you can see there are these three rounds, but the first one is right here and it's a very low point and it's the point where the tabernacle is destroyed and Shiloh is finished. And uh, I'm going to read, you, talk to you more about that in a couple of chapters. But Lord, we mourn, uh, Lord, in hindsight, thousands of years later, Lord, we mourn the loss of Shiloh. Lord, we mourn the fact that, that your people had turned their backs on you and, and that you'd given Samuel this word as a little boy that you were gonna cause the ears of everyone to tingle, and you did. And Lord, you you were teaching your people a lesson, and Father, I pray that we would learn the lesson that they were supposed to have learned back there, that we would learn not to have hard hearts, not to turn our back on you, and not to assume that you're like a magic wand to be used in battle for our own purposes, but Lord, that we would learn to serve you with sincerity of heart, as Samuel did. So thank you, Lord. You heard our prayer in Jesus' name.